0: Hello, and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, where we focus on Magic Arena. We've got a returning guest. Please welcome back Cresta Starr.
1: Oi! Hello, everyone. It's been so long, and I can't wait to yell about Magic Cards with you.
0: Same here. You know, I was trying to do the calculations and I, it reminded me uh, why I switched majors in college because uh, math is not my friend, but you've been on the podcast a few different times, haven't you? Like maybe this is your third or fourth I time? I want to say this
1: is my third. Definitely my third, probably.
0: Yeah. So definitely it's been very fun every time you've come by. It's always fun to talk about magic. Welcome back to the podcast. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Any uh, any stuff online?
1: Well, as always, guys, if you've been listening to my good friend V.M. Campos here, you can find me on all social media at Crest the Star and at C-R-E-S-T-A-S-T-A-R-R. If you're a pirate, it's double R. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Holler at me. And if you look at Crest the Star, you're not seeing an angry black woman yelling about something, mainly wrestling or video games. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll put your links in the notes, definitely send some traffic your way, have that synergy going on as they say in the business. Yes, God. So if all goes according to plan, you know, the the guests, the listeners probably think we record this on the day that it releases, but you know, peeking behind the curtain, we record a little bit in advance. And so you're going to be episode 43 of the podcast. And I look back and I'm like, wow, I've been doing this for 43 episodes. That's this whole year.
1: That's dope though. I listen, consistency, if there's anything I've learned from the platform I'm on now, consistency is the key. Mm-hmm. And you keep on keeping on. Next thing I know, I'm seeing you on like some comic books on explain the some <laughs> in Marvel universe, Magic the Gathering sort of thing. I'm I'm here for it. I want everyone to succeed cuz if you eat, we all eat. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. eat eat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope to the eventual goal will be uh, that I end up in a Spider-Man comic and then like I'm yeah. in the background and like, you know, boulders are falling on me and spider mans going <laughs> to rescue me. That's my my dream.
1: Are you going to kiss Peter Parker?
0: I hope so. If he rescues me. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> and then Mary Jane, too, if she wants it, I guess. It's all good. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in general, how has your your magic life been?
1: Um, I gotta say switching I finally just got a hang of dual colors and tri colors and then this new set is like, remember monocolors? We remember. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how my magic is going right now. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's kinda cool to do mono colored stuff for a little while after trying to figure out dual colors and then when I see other people stream and they can do three colors and I'm like, Wow, what 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 magic do you have going on that you can do three colors and I can barely survive on two sometimes?
1: Three colors, I always end up having like 150 cards in on the deck, like jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Have one of every color and one of every card just in case. I'm sure it'll work just
1: out. in case.
0: <laughs> Multicolored magic, when people get that working, great, but mono colors. So have you been kind of experimenting a little bit with monocolored decks?
1: Yes. Um I've decided to lean completely into the darkness. And I remember, I think it was our first episode or maybe our second episode, you had asked me what was my least favorite combination. And I said <laughs> blue, black, or I think black, red, because I think they're stupid and mill decks are idiots. Here I am with my clown nose on playing blue, black, <laughs> <laughs> either separately or together. I do like the surveil Demir sort of thing. I'm not really too fan, too fond of milling because I'm like, I came to play magic not make you discard your hand. Yeah. But I, I do enjoy mono blue because I'm not a nice girl.
0: <laughs> yeah. You enjoy pressing that nope button.
1: Absolutely. Like, honestly, there are a lot of things that can screw over mono blue, especially mono green. If you get a big creature out. But mm. my whole job is to be like, oh, nah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that counter. Spell. I don't like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then there's that new dino, actually something ceratops that it's 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 green it's got protection from blue it can you can feed it more green mana and then it gets haste and reach it's like they really made that dinosaur against blue Yeah. yeah
1: That's messed up. Like, I'm sorry. but we've been, I've been saying that like, Mama, that's garbage, Baba. You can pump it and it has protection against blue. Slap yeah. me. <laughs> well,
0: it's just funny how like they develop these cards and they're amazing. And then you might see, well, well, this one's a little too overpowered over some reason. So then on the next set, it's like, oh, we've got an answer for that. Don't worry about it. And then that shifts things in one direction. And then on the next set, okay, don't worry, chief. We've got something else for you here. And like they keep going back and forth on every set, like something amazing for everyone or something that hoses someone else. And it's just like they keep going back and forth every time.
1: But you know what? I'm not mad about that. I'm not mad about that in the sense of they cycle cards out. And this is the first time for me that I've been in like a full cycle out. Like all mm-hmm. of Ixalan is gone. Like all of yeah. the like the first couple of decks that came out with the game for at least at the Gathering Arena are gone. So it's nice to feel like, hey, by the way, I know that this is something that you are used to guess what? Don't get complacent. Now you've got to redo your decks. Now you've got to relearn the meta, which honestly, a lot of other games could learn from. Because refreshing your meta is really, it it doesn't frustrate players as much as having to get stuck with an Esper control at the top end all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's how they keep it fresh. If you want to keep playing the same decks over and over, well, you know, more power to them. That's modern or that's legacy, where mm-hmm. it seems like it's the same decks forever and little tweaks here and there, of course. But if you're playing standard, that's the cutting edge. That's uh, you've got to be on your toes at all times. And you might be pretty powerful with one deck at the moment, but wait a few months, a few you know, a, couple, a year or so, and it's gonna it's gonna shift.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, but I, again, I do appreciate that because as someone like me who hasn't been playing magic for a long time, it gives you an idea about different things that they can put in. Because when I started, Adamant wasn't a thing, and yeah. neither was Proliferate. And apparently, these were. Um, mechanics that were indexed previous to Ixalan, previous to anything that I've ever experienced. So this is—it's really nice, and I do like the adventure yeah. touch on things. Like I think it's nice to have a creature and a spell in one, so you don't have to like choose, especially in blue.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's really cool. They stapled spells onto creatures, so you can do both. If you need the instant or sorcery, at one point it's usually a little cheaper, and then a little later, okay, you need the creature. Uh, Here's another creature. One card, two results. Um, I think they've done a great job with that adventure. Have you seen in real life, they have the tokens? There's a token that you can get that says, on an adventure, and you're supposed to put your card there after you cast it for the adventure.
1: I did not I so little peeking behind the curtain here I have like people anxiety (laughs) so I've always wanted to go to like a Friday night magic and my boyfriend always wants me to come with him but I get real anxious around a lot of people, especially in something because I like to be an expert before I open up my mouth about anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like to go there with people who've been playing Magic for years and years and years, I'm a fair bit intimidated. So it's like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. And mm. I don't know if I even want to enter to play casually. And ask some guy, guy's like, OK, thank you for your schmeckles. Bing, bang, boom. Get out of here. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs>
0: that's a possibility definitely although once you become a pro on arena you just transfer those skills no problem into real life and you'll you'll do just fine let me send you right here on the discord a link right here to the list of all of the tokens and you will see there the last token token number 20 the one i'm talking about and you'll also see these other amazing tokens like rat tokens and mouse tokens and goat tokens
1: cool i do like I do like the on adventure token. It's very beautiful. Like I I something I can always sit up here and say that the artwork from Magic the Gathering is beautiful. And like even this mouse token, oh my goodness. <laughs> so cute. <Yes.
0: laughs> Now, there's a fail here, unfortunately. They have mouse, which is number four. Then they have mm-hmm. fairy, which is number five. Then they have rat, which is number six. The fail mm-hmm. is that they should, have, have, mo- they should have, have mouse and rat right next to each other, and they should have mirrored them. They're both looking to the left. What's up with that? I want one to the left, one to the right.
1: Um, Mice and rats, you know, they're, they're kind of like cousins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a scientific explanation for yes. that.
0: <laughs> I think... Uh, the official term is they are mutations of each other no i'm just making stuff up
1: (laughs) no but these cards are really cute i like the idea too that this is really based off of like fairy tales and myth and mythological mystical i cannot curse i forgot (laughs) i'm sorry
0: mystical stuff yes
1: just bleep it out. Just a little beep. <laughs> or like have like some magic the gathering sound. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: I know. It's the sound of like when you counter someone's spell, it's going to be like yes. sound.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you countered my curse word. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. But yeah, the art and like the style, yeah, it's like uh, fairy tales and Arthurian legend, knights and all of that. And the art, as usual, is amazing. And I think they've gone with a slightly more comedic tone here. Some things feel a little fun, a little funnier. Like if you look at Goat, that that freaking goat's running away with, with someone's boot. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> Three Billy Goats gruff. That's what that reminds me of. Yeah. But also what I really like about it, too, is it gives that fanciful feel because it's like... Even in the opening cinematic, Mm -hmm. you had the gingerbread people, but the music was still kind, it got real fun to real scary and real somber. So it's like, it reminds me of, I'm trying to think, I don't think it's Aesop's Fables, but there was, there was a, uh, and you could probably look this up and put it wherever you want. But there is a fairy tale group written by someone that every fairy tale has like a dark underside. Like in the original Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. the cartoon that we see, she marries Eric, everyone's happy, and the actual fairy tale, he's like, "You're a fish, that's weird," <laughs> and she kills herself. Uh-huh. And I feel like it's the same. Oh, also sorry, trigger warning. Also, it's like it's the same undertone here. Like, yeah, this is fanciful, it's beautiful, but at the same time, if you look at number eight, this bear looks like he'll bite your head off he He did not come to play and even the same thing with like there's a card if i'm not sure if i'm not sure i think it's a witch card where she could turn like people into food like come on like Hansel and gretel that's i like the dark undertones of it which i think is really dope because if you look on the last row on the tokens You can even see the food token where there's food there, but there's a paw. Like, did someone get attacked? Is that Little Red Riding Hood? Like, it's so, I like it. I like it. It's like nothing is what you've seen.
0: You know what? I've never seen that until you just noticed it. All I was focusing on was the tasty food. Um, (laughs) And then when you look in the corner, yeah, there's a little wolf's paw right there. So whoops, that's Little Red Riding Hood going off to grandma's house to bring the tasty treats. And nope, there's the big, big bad wolf in the forest
1: yeah you ain't bringing no food girl
0: <laughs> yeah i just got so distracted like i did crack some cards in real life i i bought some cards and i got the uh the the foil version of that food token and i was just marveling at like wow look at that marmalade on it and like the raisins yeah, the on it and those were like so really good they were so shiny in real life and i'm like that's what i'm looking at but then now you just reveal that whoops there's the wolf
1: yeah like i very much this set is nothing is as what it seems. And I feel like that is a great theme for even with the adventure, this is a spell, not really, it's also a creature. Or this is a creature, not really, it's also a spell. Well, the inverse, so. Mm-hmm.
0: What's also cool is Wizards is continuing their their trend in adding diversity to the game, which is amazing. If you look right over here, you've got three on number 11, 12, and 13. You've got Human Cleric, Human Rogue, Human Warrior. So um, you've got a woman. You've got a person of color. uh, You've got a Caucasian guy. You've got like everyone represented right there. And that's all part of like Robin Hood's Merry Men sort of thing that Mm -hmm. comes from some enchantment that makes one of these every upkeep, I believe. So that's really cool that, okay, that looks like, you know, human rogue. That reminds me of Maid Marian, but she, Mm -hmm. you know, she seems Asian and like, wow, that's so cool. That's like giving everyone a chance to be in these classic fairy tales, which grew up from a certain tradition and such, but like, we've all heard them. We all identify them in various ways. Like, I think I'm a little fish mermaid sometimes. And so right here we see ourselves in the, in the cards.
1: I think that's dope too, because if we're going the route of representation if you look at the first one even though he's a caucasian man i find that in popular media men are represented as card number three you're thin you're strong you're stocky this guy is a little chub scout and yes come on representation because dudes feel that too like you can't tell dudes all their life that you need to be buff stocky and all that good stuff And then when they come to people who look like the card and number one, it's like, well, you don't count. So I appreciate all forms of representation. I think this is great. Like, live your best life. You're part of the adventure, too, buddy. Don't let anyone keep you down, girl. Yeah, (laughs) definitely.
0: And he's right there. He's holding, like, some elixir. And he's like, check this out. Take a swig of this. Don't worry about it.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I mean, they all look in their respective in their respective cards they all look like they offer something different the human cleric first is like hey listen you know i may not be that strong i'm a two one i got some weight behind me but i got this potion girl drink that and (laughs) the second one who's the female she's like she's the sharpshooter yeah she's a one two but early that's great you can block any one one with that and kill it and then the last guy who's also a three one he looks like he's in what we like to call in cahoots with the poops. There's another word for it, but I'm not going to swear again. <laughs> but he looks like he's with it, but very much like he's a one hitter or quit. I'm going to hit you for three. But if you hit me for one, oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so here's the hard hitting question. What do you think of spiral bananas? Because there's a food token right there where the bananas are curly.
1: I just thought, I was like, what is he talking about? Did I miss something? Did I not do my research? (laughs) No, I'm looking at it. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not even a fan of bananas like that. And that's a lot of banana. I'm looking, it spirals twice. That's a lot of banana. No, (laughs) ma'am. I mean, I guess if you're making banana fritters or something that you want rich in potassium, I guess. That's a yeah. lot of banana.
0: I, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it that way that, yeah, it does curve twice. So that means like a, that's probably like a foot-long banana or arm-long banana or something.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of <laughs> banana. <Yeah. laughs> I'm, come, Krista, please, get it together. That's a lot of and banana. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Lastly, the, that food to the left of that, that's like an evil pie. Um, with like an evil face, it's like, come enjoy, enjoy some of this pie. Just don't worry about what's inside.
1: That pie is made of children. I will tell you what, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust that pie at all. Like, it doesn't even. It looks like a shepherd's pie because of the mm. way that it's put out on the table. You see the other fruits, but in the back you see the chicken. You see mm. like boiled eggs or potatoes. But now that you said it, it does have a real sad face. I don't know, man. Mm-mm. Who's serving that? An old lady with warts on her nose? No, ma'am.
0: The actual shepherd is in that shepherd's pie, I think.
1: Oh no, ma'am, absolutely not! Like this tastes like this tastes amazing. Did you put your foot in it? And the chef looks back at you and says, "Literally."
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just by the tokens themselves, we're we're enjoying a lot of them. What about regular cards throughout the whole set? Any any card stands out to you?
1: Oh well, I'm ready. If you're ready for the three pick, because I've got I've got some cards that I play with personally. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna start, I'm gonna start off with my personal favorite, which is. I don't know how to say this so please don't don't flame me too hard ayara first lakshwain the three black mana card mm-hmm. first of all she's beautiful i love a vampire she gives me very much interview with a vampire in 1990 was it seven eight vibes mm-hmm. it's beautiful It's a great card, and it reminds me of Cruel Celebrant. is Mm. a great vampire card. It's not a vampire itself, but it's great to add in that kind of deck where you're killing creatures or a Liliana deck. Whenever a Yara, First Lachwain, or another black creature enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life, which I think is super cute. Like Anytime you have a black creature... Or it, is, it doesn't matter if it's a token or not. So if you've got Liliana, mm. commander of the Dreadhorde, she creates a black one two two um skeleton, whatever it is. Mm. And here you are getting life and hitting this person for free and creating a token. I think this card is just tops. The artwork is amazing. I want to be in my castle with a veil over my head with a goblet of wine. Mm. I love everything about this card is everything.
0: Yeah, I like that card a lot, too. When I saw it in the beginning, when it was first being revealed and stuff, I thought, mm. that's cool. That's right up my alley. It's... Uh you know, three three black mana. I like playing either black blue or mono black is fun too. And I like her effect that once you summon more of your squad, then okay, minus one to you and plus one to me. Um, uh-huh. But she's she's got a little bit of uh, a viciousness to her because her second ability is tap, sacrifice another one of your black creatures, draw a card. So you she uses them up and then you get something something back.
1: I mean, if you look at the flavor text too, it's very much on brand for her because it says, "Morning shifts seamlessly into celebration as she chooses her next suitor." Ooh, she's a man eater.
0: (laughs) As long as she gets me that card, I I won't ask questions.
1: Yeah, like listen, if you gotta kill one of these tokens, man, so I could get my ten ten or something on the board, then do so, sis. Like.
0: And looking at the art again, like you I've, – I've noticed with a lot of the art on these cards, you've got like the main focal point that really stands out and stays in your memory. But then if you look at it again a little more carefully, you see other things. I'm looking at Ayara again, and I'm seeing a guy uh, or a person to the left there uh, kind of like kneeling down and saying, here is your crown, my queen. Have you noticed that?
1: Now that you said it, I thought that was just a knight standing behind her. But now that you've said that, I'm looking at it. Yes. And she's just like – away from me peasant i have no time (laughs) for such trifles i love everything about this card is amazing
0: (laughs) purple lightning in the background and everything
1: yeah because she's not a. you can tell that she's not a nice girl first of all you're on a black card i can tell you're not a nice girl
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: like if Liliana is your queen, if you want to say like, if there's like a planeswalker that accurately represents black, in my opinion is Liliana, I'm going to kill, I'm going to recreate or reanimate rather, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to use you for my gain. And when I'm done with you off, goodbye, <laughs> leave. So <laughs> this is very much on brand for black cards and black decks. And, and the fact that she's got so much. In a mono-black setting, she's got a lot of synergy. Every black creature in a black deck, you're not going to have a million spells. You're mostly going to have creatures. So every time you turn around, that person's losing one life. Mm. And it's a great way to gain one life. And she's super cheap. Three mana? Things like this, I would assume, unlike a Cruel Celebrant or something, this would cost like four or five mana. She is a legendary for three mana. Yes, God.
0: Yeah, I guess the downside is that you've got to lean into heavy black. You know, if you're doing two colors, you might not hit that third black right away. So that's that's the one downside, but that's not a downside for for us that we're we're trying the dark side with some uh, pure black decks. It's like, yeah, this is, this is my third land. No problem. She's a legendary on my third turn.
1: Which is really great. I mean, her health is a little low, and this is definitely a legendary you need to take. All four, like the whole set, with you, because if I'm an opposite player, like if I'm your opponent and I'm watching you play this card, I'm killing this off rip. And it's a, and it's because it's two, two, three. If I'm playing red, I could do a Wizard's Lightning. I'm not sure if that's still in rotation though. So
0: Wizard's Lightning, I don't think it is, but there's something very similar that also does three, three damage. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and this, this could even be taken. This could be killed with red in a, in a bunch of spells white you could mm, mm, you would have to like not even pacifism you have to do the one where the activated abilities can't be activated so i would assume blue white or a high romancer's cage like but once this is on the board unless you kill it my guy Mm -hmm. you're gonna have a bad time
0: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely some of these characters show up in multiple cards so the one that, that I chose also has our Queen Ayara on it, which is Festive Funeral. And this is like continuing her, her background story. Festive Funeral, it's an instant for five mana. Target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. If you look at the art, there's Ayara right there with her latest suitor, you know, the, referencing the flavor text on her own card.
1: Mind you, carrying a coffin behind her, probably of her dead husband, the one yeah. who just
0: died. Exactly. And then the flavor text continues. Even as we mourn the last, we look to the next with joy. Hopefully, my new suitor will bring life, uh, will bring the cauldron home. And then Ayara first of Loch Twain. So, yeah, she's a total man-eater.
1: She is not a nice girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. I don't care. I don't know if I'm
0: projecting, but if... Uh, i'm looking at that festive funeral art i don't know if i'm projecting but it looks like that guy is not having the best time he's just like walking with her and he's like yeah yeah i know what i'm in for
1: you know it's always a funny thing when you look at relationships even in depicted like this in cards there's always that like i'm looking at him up close he did looks like he has a sad time but you're also here so are you trance are you hypnotized or are you one of those guys who are like This is a conquest, and she's not going to do that to me. And it's like, oof, you're going to be that guy in the coffin. (laughs) You better stop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So flavor-wise, it's cool. And then the effect of it, it's a little high, you know, five mana. So it's a little bit for later in the game. And by that time, you've got stuff in the graveyard. It's X is the number of cards. So anything that you've got in the graveyard.
1: This is, in my opinion, a good card to have in your black deck if you're not running things with death touch. Because Mm -hmm. if you are in a situation where you're against the green, green is probably going to have trample. Mm -hmm. Green is probably going to have big creatures. So what are you going to do in a situation like that? I had a friend recently play against a mono green deck and they got uh, I forgot what card it is, but it's a fox that has reach and it's a green card and the fox on it is red. I just can't remember what it was. But that card, I think for every counter you get On something else, it gets two of those or one of those. It was at 104. That's (laughs) ridiculous. Like, (laughs) how do you win at that point, you know? So something like this, before it gets to, obviously, 104, you could knock it down a peg and maybe kill it. You know, mm-hmm. something like this is great for a big creature that's not like out of control yet. Especially mm-hmm. with the counter tokens with green, because that's ridiculous now.
0: <laughs> yeah, or if someone's doing the a Johnny's pride mate strategy where they're mm-hmm. getting that little kitty into a big kitty, well, you might be getting it pretty big. But if I've worked my game right, that festive funeral's going to knock it down,
1: or hopefully kill it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Better yet, kill it. But if If it's not, if it's an, you know, it's an instant. So if you kind of try to hold off and do your damage a little bit to that big creature and then finish it off with that festive funeral, that would work. Or best of both worlds, just have a lot of stuff in your yard and minus X, minus Mm -hmm. X, right out.
1: Yeah. And another good thing about this too, is that you can wait till they attack because it is an instant, Mm -hmm. then do it. And if you have a creature that can finish off the damage, you can do so.
0: Exactly. So with a black deck, it shouldn't be too bad. Five mana. Okay. So, uh, what about your? What about another card? Is there another Eldraine card that yes you like? Yes,
1: God, I have come prepared on. So this card. Um. So in looking through this deck, all of my cards. Let me first off say they are legendary because I like the artwork, the flavor text, and everything that comes in it. Second card I got is Gadwick the Wizened mm-hmm. because I've been playing a Kaikar deck. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with our good friend Kaikar, Kaikar is a legendary three-color bird. Let me find the exact card. Here it is. Kaikar. He's a bird wizard. Whenever mm-hmm. you cast a non-creature spell, create a 1/1 one, one white spirit token with flying. And you could sacrifice a spirit, and you get a red mana. Mm-hmm. Now, he takes one red, white, and blue, and uh, any color. So he's a four-mana creature. Mm-hmm. Now, Gadwick the Wisen is X and three and three blue mana. Mm-hmm. And his card says, when Gadwick the Wizen enters the battlefield, draw X card. Whenever you cast a blue spell, tap a target non-land permanent that an opponent controls. You know what? yes this is actually all goes into my first one i'm sorry i had a brain fart for a second but we back sure, sure. boys yeah. so with someone like this in a deck like kaikar i already have not too many creatures in this deck because i can spawn them in my Kai'kar deck i have divine visitation as well because if you mm. can spawn creatures divine visitation is a card for you yeah. <laughs> that's just how i feel and it's it's such a good deck. So with Kai card running blue, red, and white, I have in here Legion War Boss, mm-hmm. which at a later time is always just going to be pumping out one, one so You have a Divine Visitation out. Now you've got 4-4s every turn. Yeah. Same thing with Krenko, because you do have a red thing in here. You can be pumping out all of these tokens. Now the reason why I bring him up with Gadwick the Wisen, Gadwick the Wisen says whenever you cast a blue spell, top Tap a non-land permanent opponent controls. Mm -hmm. Now, this is great because in something like this where I also have Murmuring Mystic, I need to constantly Mm -hmm. play spells. And I do have a bunch of blue spells. Your negates, your quenches, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So this is great in the sense of when I get a blue spell, I can do that. And also with things like Kaikar, I need the card draw because I need to get to my cards faster. Mm -hmm. So I like this deck. Also, being a blue player, this is great. In mono blue whenever you cast a blue spell tap a non-land permanent that's mm. that is really 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 good for only if you want to get technical this is only like what four mana if you only want to draw one card yeah you can be greedier and draw seven cards but you can pay Three, four mana and have something that you can always tap someone's big creatures. Mm. Let's talk about green again. So if someone's got like a big creature with green, I don't need that. I'm tapping you and you're never going to play him again in a mono blue setting. And I think it's great that you don't have to tap this creature or you lose this creature. Because you know how some things you can tap a target attacking creature or any creature, but you have to tap that too. Mm. This is just like cast a blue spell. We're going to keep tapping.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly how you're saying in a mono blue, you're you're not gonna run out of blue spells to play. So when Gadwick right. is out, you're going to be maybe doing an opt or even a negate for them or or whatever. You're gonna be playing blue spells. You're gonna mm-hmm. be trying to control things. And yeah, like you were saying, you could you could cast this for four if you want the one card. You can even go down to X can be zero, so you can get mm-hmm. this on your third turn right away and start to build up your board while they're still trying to figure out what they're what they're gonna get get going on and then you're tapping everything with those spells coming up
1: which in my opinion is really dope because like you said if you've got a blue deck and especially in this monocolored new sort of judge that they got going up if you've got a blue deck you're always um i'm just gonna pause right here two seconds I have to tell you that I, my boyfriend has two kittens, and if <laughs> I have to shut up real quick, it's because they're trying to kill themselves, and uh-huh. that's exactly what just happened. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. We should put him on the podcast. I think they have a few opinions on magic.
1: Ranga. Funny enough, one of my cat's names is a Johnny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so cute. I've got a cat as well. I have to put him on the other room, and before I started recording, he was starting to meow, like, hey, what's going on? Can I be on the show?
1: <laughs> Rangar is the biara. Johnny just likes to hunt, but we get pigeons in the window, so a Johnny goes from like zero to four. Literally, a Leonin war leader. She's tapped attacking and has two two, uh, two twos attacking with her. Because then Rangar's like, "What is she doing?" Yeah.
0: I think I think this cat chat has got to stay in the in the podcast. I think people want to hear about cats, and I hear I want to hear about cats, so it's gonna stay.
1: Yes, God. come on, cat chat. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, Gadwick. Gatwick. Catwick. What am I trying to say? Gadwick. Yeah. Catwick. <laughs> Catwick, yeah.
1: No, it's a, this is such a great card. And even if you want to take this one step further, besides the Kai card deck that I just suggested, you can also play this in a niv deck, too. Mm-hmm. Because you're still running a lot of spells, and you're still going to have a lot of blue spells in a niv deck. Because that deck is pretty much low creatures, high spells.
0: Mm-hmm. It does have the, the downside of uh, triple triple blue, triple red, but mm-hmm. um, it shouldn't be too bad. I, I've tried to play that niv character character or card, but I never quite get it to work. But then other people, they seem to pull it off no problem against me. But um, it's just my bad luck sometimes. I think the uh, Magic Arena hates me. They don't give me the cards I want.
1: <laughs> niv is an annoying deck to play, but you've got to have dual lands in order for yeah. that to work. because niv herself or himself i don't know whatever he identifies as we are pro whatever yeah. um whatever they identify as if you have the dual lands you don't really have to worry about it just because mm. three mana three blue three red is a is a lot and that's a steep cost so mm. i always go with uh all the dual color lands i can have because le- legitimately you can't play her till turn six Mm-hmm. so if you've got like a bunch of lands and hopefully your deck, your your cards don't uh screw you over you should be all right keyword here is shouldn't yeah
0: <laughs> if everything lines up just right definitely if you are controlling the board and zapping their creatures with some red spells then then the, they will come out yeah exactly I was going to pick a certain card for my second card but all of this cat talk has made me change my choice um, there are, cause one of the things that I like to do is make cat related decks and they're not, they're not always amazing, but, uh, <laughs> here in, uh, Throne of Eldraine, unfortunately there are only three cats, uh, one black, one green and one artifact. So colorless. So I'm going to go with Cauldron Familiar. This is the, the, the black cat, literally. So Cauldron Familiar, it's a single black mana it's a cat it's a 1-1 but when it enters the battlefield each opponent loses one life and you gain one life okay so i kind of like doing that in multiplayer games in real life like mess with my opponents all of them at once equally so they can all hate me equally Um, oh wow and so they all lose a life i gain a life but then the second ability sacrifice a food uh return cauldron familiar from your graveyard to the battlefield so you you just put a little bit of can of cat food and this cat keeps coming back
1: that's Literally how you trick a cat, though. (laughs) But you know what? I do think that that is. Okay, well, before I say that, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are food tokens also in black, or is that, like, creation of food tokens is typically just green, from what I've seen? Maybe green and white.
0: From what I've seen, every color has a way to create some food, but it seems that green and black are the main ones for food.
1: Well then, what
0: am I looking? <laughs> well, like I'm saying, every every color has the ability, but um, I believe from what I've read of the commentary, I haven't seen every every card, but from the commentary that I've read, it seems that the food colors are are green, definitely, and black, and then the and then the white. Yeah, so everything's got a little bit of it, but uh-huh. you've also got um, you've got. I think there's a couple of artifacts that do it, so th- there's ways to do it for every color if you use some of the artifacts. Yeah,
1: you know, at the end of the day. I'm not even mad at that. Black makes more sense because if you think about all the the fairy tales and the nursery rhymes, like especially something like Hensel and Gretel, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, of course I can make you food out of people.
0: <laughs> well, there is that removal spell: bake into a pie, instantly kill your cre- your opponent's creature and turn it into a food token.
1: Sounds about right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: This cauldron familiar would go great in in. In an Ayara deck, because she's already looking out for if you summon a black creature, there's some life loss. Well, this Cauldron Familiar, it does the life loss built into it. So you're going to double that when you have Ayara out first and then the Cauldron Familiar.
1: Yeah. And something like that. Okay, hold on, hold on. When Cauldron Familiar enters the battlefield, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life, sacrifice the food. Okay, so that's great. So you could use this to chump block. And if you've already got food on the thing, you can bring it back. Mm -hmm. And something like that, this cauldron familiar in a deck, I love black. So you're thinking about, like, Liliana, you get a Bantu in there, you can Mm. sacrifice it, draw a card, and then you can bring the cat back. And come on, this is silly. (laughs) I'm making a deck right now.
0: I was part of the early access streamer event for Throne of Eldraine. Thanks, Wizards of the Coast. Shout out. Thanks for letting me do that again. And so I got a chance to play with the cards, you know, like five or six days before the release and i wanted to to do this kind of deck here uh a a black deck definitely cauldron familiar that's that's my gimmick the first thing that i do is what kind of cat what kind of cats are in the deck in the set and i try to make a deck so i was going to make a cauldron familiar focus sort of deck but i wasn't seeing a lot of cat stuff so then i looked around a little bit more and i ended up making like a knight's deck instead and then the cat was there like as their pet so it wasn't as strong as i would have liked it to be but i had to put the cat deck in there because i got to be on brand
1: i respect it i would do the same thing now you talk about cats i'm like let me out here make a little cat yeah.
0: <laughs> the only sad thing is the flavor text every day the cat returns to kill the same mouse which sinks again into the cauldron's brew.
1: That is very sad, and I feel bad for that cat. Not like this.
0: <laughs> now, the the grammar of it, however, it's saying, but it sinks again into the brew. What sinks? The mouse or the cat? Because hopefully, it's the mouse that's sinking, not the cat. The cat keeps coming back.
1: It's probably the cat.
0: Yeah, or maybe both of them together, because they're eternally tied together in their spirits until they reincarnate as a knight.
1: That does make um. That does make sense mm-hmm. if you think about the whole fairy tale black sort of thing, like. They can't be one without the other. You can't have Joker without Batman. And Batman can't be Batman without Joker. Well, according to the Joker anyway.
0: Yes. I was actually going to go through the theory of Tom and Jerry, but yeah, that works as well. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What's your third card that you're going to use to uh, top eight with?
1: All right. I don't know about that. But my third card goes to... Alia the Art, Alia Artful Provocateur. Mm -hmm. I had a chance to play this card when they had, I guess, their version of Commander. Yeah. And I think this card with a Kaikar is gonna be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Granted, it's four colors. I haven't even mastered three. To throw in a fourth (laughs) color is just a lot because Kaikar is red, white, and blue. This girl is white, blue, and black. Yeah. And she's also four. So it's like, yeah, you got to throw in black cards into there. And it's not impossible. You can just keep a whole bunch of multicolored cards, um, lands, rather, in your mm. deck. But what I like about her is that she has flying, death, touch, and life. Other creatures you control with flying get plus one, plus one. And as I stated before, Kaikar, every time you cast a non-creature spell... You get a flying spirit token. And Mm -hmm. she's blue. You get that with a murmuring mystic. Her and Kaikar and the murmuring mystic all making these flying tokens with her giving them a plus one. And Mm -hmm. because she is blue and white, along with Kaikar, you can add uh, that flying bird creature that gives all your flying things plus one, plus one, plus zero. And she also has, whenever you cast an artifact or enchantment spell, create a one-one blue fairy token with flying. -hmm. That's Radonk. I think Mm -hmm. that all of that together is such a great sort of judge. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But in four colors, to me, is a lot because that's a lot of cards you got to keep in your deck and a lot of things you want to try to keep track of. And I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. That just seems like too much.
0: I'm sure it's doable because I've seen people starting to play that, that Golos deck, that one artifact guy. I think he's five or maybe six colorless mana. But in his activated ability, you basically pay all five colors and then you're uh-huh. able to play any spell you want. And people have been doing it. They just jam in a lot of guild gates, a lot of the shock lands, a lot of the dual color lands, and then whatever other mana fixing. So if they can pull it off with five colors, we can pull it off with Alila and Kaikar together, I'm sure.
1: They can hold hands.
0: Yeah The uh, art on it is pretty amazing. I love the angle. she's like kind of flying way up there on the castle parapets, and she's got her her uh, like her robes or, or whatever that is there, like the red flowing around. It's just a really cool uh, angle in the art.
1: What I like the most, especially with this um, this card set, what I like the most about it. Is that with when it comes to fairies, American-wise, we make fairies seem like, oh, they're cool and whatever. Traditionally, fairies are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how they keep up that tradition of jerk fairies in <laughs> in this in this set. Mm-hmm. Because there's a card that's called Taken by the Fae. You pay like yeah. X, whatever it is, and you take creature with X and return it back to their parents, not their parents, the owner <laughs> hand And you create that many fairies. That is something completely on brand for jerk fairies to do. Hello.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wasn't playing during the time of the first big fairy block, which was called Lorwyn. That was way back in like 2001 or three or something. So Lorwin was lots of fairies and they haven't had a big fairy block in a long time. Um, they really brought them back in force this time and they keep doing that version that they're jerks. They steal your stuff. They send your creatures back. They are provocateurs like this one. I did play this card during that event. That was the, that was the brawl event, which was like commander light uh-huh. instead of it being a hundred cards. It was 60 cards and a couple of other little tweaks, but yeah, that was a really fun event. How much uh, of it did you get to play?
1: much because i i'm all about like i need to get the cards now so i can make a brutal deck so i can actually play and eventually do ranked and whatnot Mm -hmm. but from what i did see i like the idea of commander that hey it doesn't go away you could put it back in the command zone and Mm -hmm. just pay more for it you know Mm -hmm. i think that's pretty cute but i don't know i didn't play too much of it i prefer i prefer just regular you know magic
0: That's the cool thing that they're introducing a bunch of different modes, and even though we just had standard rotation and we lost some cards to play in standard, they are going to activate Historic mode soon enough where you'll be able to keep playing the older cards again. So whatever cards you had before that had good synergy that rotated out, you'll still be able to play it. And this other mode of, of brawl of you know, Commander Junior, that's coming as well. They gave us that glimpse of it, and I was playing this deck. I was playing this Alela deck a lot, and I liked it. I like every time I, got, I, I did an enchantment or an artifact, I get another fairy. Oh, and the fairy is automatically a two-1, as long as Alela's on the field, I, I kind of loved it. It was kind of a complex deck, but I loved everything that it was doing.
1: I think that again with all the artifacts it really makes you not have to focus on like a ugin deck you know what i mean you have options you can play these other things so i mean mm-hmm. i'm I'm always going to be excited for decks that really push the limit of what you think is supposed to be normal so tricolor decks and even quad color decks are super fun it's just making them work and that's always the problem i personally have
0: Hmm. yeah As long as you've got the mana for it, you'll be able to accomplish some fun things. Because every color is cool. Every color is fun. They've got stuff that you could like about it. People lean towards maybe one or two colors. But if I could consistently play all the colors, I would love that. Because I want this color. I want this card from this color. And I want that creature from Mm -hmm. this color. And I want this and that. So it's just about your mana fixing.
1: I think that one of the hardest parts, in my opinion, about balancing colors is just fixing your lands. Because it's great, but when you have certain things, like token creation decks, like Ayla, you've got to have a bunch of um, artifacts or enchantment spells Mm -hmm. or else it's like, nothing's going to proc off of her, you know?
0: Yeah. You've got to build around her, but when you do, it really works.
1: That's a fact. Mm Mm-hmm uh and that was the only cards that i had all of this magic the gathering talk i'm not gonna hold you it makes me want to play magic The Gathering. this <laughs> happens every time i do a podcast with you i'm like yeah. i just want i just want to make a deck
0: <laughs> that's what happens to me all the time too like i play for a little while and it's fun and then you maybe get into a losing streak and you're like i'm done for the moment then i go listen to a podcast about magic or watch a magic videos i'm like i'm gonna go play again
1: yeah pretty much i know i know what i said <laughs> but i know what i'm saying now <laughs>
0: Now, for my third card, let me send it to you right here on the Discord so I can get your unfiltered reaction to it. Now, if people don't know, Cresta is the uh, wrestling queen, so this is going to be totally on brand. Let me send it right now. Check out this card. I am a
1: huge wrestling. What is this? Out muscle. I'm already a fan. Why is someone doing a German suit? No, my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I can't stand you. <laughs> this man, if I'm not mistaken, this is a German suplex. Cause mm. Chad Gable, for those of you who know who that is, that's a wrestler. He does this all the time, and he's really bodies over the head, body <laughs> slamming this bear. <laughs> to drive it home, it's a bear, and this bear is like literally twice this man's size. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. I'm gonna build a deck around. It. I can I say I love you? Cause this, I love sure, you. This is hilarious. Yes.
0: Sure thing. Thanks. Yes. This is that bear that we thought was so tough in that token, the one that we said, I don't want to go down in a dark alley with him. This bear Uh, is getting, what's it called again? German, what?
1: German suplex.
0: It's getting German (laughs) suplexed in the forest. And there's a, like the ground is shattering right there. This is the best card ever in Throne of Eldraine. And it's a common.
1: That's a common? Yeah. (laughs) 5-5.
0: It's a sorcery. Okay, so for the, for the people at home that can't see it, you have to imagine it. So out muscle. it's three and a green. Sorcery, put, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control, then it fights target creature you don't. So each deals damage to each other. So, okay, you're going to make your creature stronger and then it's going to go off and fight your opponent's creature. Adamant, basically all the adamant... Cards are that if you pay three of, of the certain color that it tells you you get, a, you get an extra buff. If at least three grand green mana was spent to cast the spell, the creature you control gains indestructible until end of turn.
1: That is beast. I want to say that this deck would be... This card would be cute in a black-green deck. If you've got enough green on the board... And you put this on a black creature and it has um, the adamant, it gains indestructible and it fights another creature mm. and it has death touch. That's how you get rid of a 104, 104 fox creature. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how you get rid of
0: them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You put those combat tricks together. They'll never know what hit them. They're going to get German suplexed out in the woods.
1: <laughs> You're well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when we started to talk about, uh, we were catching up a little bit before the podcast, and and um, you know wrestling came up a little bit, and I thought, wait a minute, there is a wrestling-related card in this set. It's so over the top, so I've got to send it to Cresta, and right here we had her unfiltered reaction to it.
1: That's hilarious. Like, I I can't even stress enough how funny this card is, and I love professional wrestling. I'm not going to go into a whole big rant about it. Mm-hmm. All I'm going to say is that if i if you like violence but not real <laughs> violence where people are actually going to die it's yeah. for you
0: <laughs> yeah the theatricality of it the storylines who's the heel and who's the what's the opposite of the heel there's the heel is the, the face okay there's the heel there's the face and yeah there's like and if you actually go to a an actual wrestling match there's the energy of the crowd totally into it mm-hmm. so i totally respect wrestling you know um, and here is a little bit of it creeping into, into magic. So, whoever developed this card must have been a fan.
1: Like, I tell people all the time, I will always preach the glory of professional wrestling. Yes, right now it's frustrating sometimes to watch, especially, especially rather, with Vince McMahon just being a psychopath. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I will say that overall, it's still a fun experience, and no one is, is expecting you to believe it as true. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting you to believe that um, Avengers Endgame was a real-life thing and Thanos snapped <laughs> his finger and half your friends are dead. No, no one's saying that.
0: No, it was real. It was real because all my friends that, that mattered are still, were still around.
1: I have a joke. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to make is that at the end of the day, <laughs> if, you like, if you like big sweaty men slapping each other up for a while, which I know you do, it's just watch <laughs> wrestling, it's just watch sure. wrestling. Mm-hmm. Or if you like big sweaty women, because wrestling's come a long way. It's yeah. not just girls shaking and doing all of that stuff. You can, you can really be out here watching girls try to kill each other. Yeah,
0: <laughs> something for everyone.
1: Exactly.
0: Now I had a guest recently that they were also mentioning a little bit of wrestling, uh, and I said that I was going to connect you and them. So uh, I will connect you with with him. Uh, but he was talking about how. Uh, there's like an upstart wrestling league or something that's kind of giving WWE a run for its money?
1: That would be AEW. And yes, AEW is pretty much a bunch of old people who used to work for WWE. Mm. And WWE was like, well, you'll never be a star. I don't care. And the main guy spearheading it, Cody Rhodes is like, hold my beer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, the best way I can put it, is like, think about you working at a job. You can't get ahead. No matter what you do, it sucks. Mm. And the boss is like, well, you suck and I don't care. Then you yeah. go away to a job like a competitor. Like if you're working at Dwayne Reed and you go to CVS. Now, CVS gets a lot of crap because CVS ain't Dwayne Reed, but you become like the general district manager of CVS. But then you realize CVS is too small of a pond for you. Mm -hmm. So you can either go back to the bigger pond of Dwayne Reed, but you'd still be an underling or conversely you can make your own pharmacy Yeah, and that's what he did. He made his own pharmacy and it's doing really well There are a lot of old WWE people in there people who either moved on from WWE or WWE was like We don't think you're a star and they were like I disagree. Yeah, and it's been it's been really good I enjoy both products. I'm the type of person. I don't think there needs to be a war what a time yeah. to be alive there's so many great video not video games wrestling to be had mm. so what a time to be alive
0: <laughs> yeah definitely people need to get entertainment and uh channel their energies in in various ways and more i usually say uh, it's a running gag in this podcast where i talk about magic i always say more magic is more good more wrestling is more good
1: uh, absolutely absolutely and listen like i said Everyone, every human likes a little bit of gratuitous violence. Sure. I just don't personally like UFC because I don't want to see someone literally get their head kicked in. That's, yeah. That's not fun. Mm. Like, <laughs> I want to see you pretend get your head kicked in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think I'm kind of the same way. Like, I I like I like uh, various forms of fiction, but when it's too real, like I don't know what like the a recent movie or Netflix thing. My friend was telling me, yeah, you got to watch it. It's like this or that, whatever. I'm like, no, nah, it's too real. It's like I don't really want to to see it i want to see something that's a little bit more uh, slightly removed from reality with some realism but still i can kind of put it away and it's like okay that's that i don't want to watch like okay like a show like narcos like uh, i know everyone says it's great and all of that but i don't want to watch it it's too real i know this stuff is happening and i'm like i don't want to really have it as part of my entertainment
1: a lot of people want to have an escape and sometimes you don't want that escape to also be real life. Like, yeah. I don't want to bring him too much controversy on your stream. But there are so many things in this world that I don't want to see documentaries about, man. Like, sure. I want to be entertained and not feel like, well, this world is a piece of crap. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to feel that way all the time. I, I, I came here to be entertained, mm-hmm. not to be preached to. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I totally agree.
1: And I think some people do miss that point. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, I again, I I can never stop preaching the praises of wrestling. Yeah, it gets too real when you get to peek behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like people's main gripe is, well, wrestling's fake. Okay, if wrestling's fake, what's the problem? Why can't men and women fight each other if it's fake? Oh, but that could be violent against women, but it's fake. Yeah. Which one is it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People kind of only hear their own point of view sometimes and use it as the argument or as the weapon to try to win their argument. But when you uh-huh. see both sides or dig deeper, there could be compromise. And especially if it's, if it's supposed to be, you know, if it's on the surface, the, the theatricality of it, the fakeness, whatever of it, that's, that's cool. In the background, yeah, it's still a business and they have to have viewers and sponsors or whatever. And yeah, there's behind the scenes stuff. But on the surface, if the product perhaps is doing its thing, then more power
1: agree with that i just i just feel that people some people like when they see athleticism they expect it to be real Mm -hmm. and the way that it's presented as like this is like entertainment Mm -hmm. people people think like well this is a ufc i'm like yeah it's not
0: yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. you kind of know what you're if you're an outsider to it you can have an opinion on it of course it's valid but you are the outsider that you don't know what's going on with within it and when you're in it you know you're you're all maybe you know winking and you know what's going on but you still get something of value out of it
1: it's a soap opera with conflict resolution with fists that's the best way i can explain it <laughs> and suplexes. If two people have a problem exactly if two people have a problem i know eventually one of them is gonna go through a table and i'm ready for it
0: <laughs> hopefully first from the top of a ladder
1: dude I mean, I we're supposed to be talking about magic. I will talk your ear off about wrestling because it was just a <laughs> hell in a cell match with two girls who, who beat the crap out of each
0: other. <laughs> hell in a cell. Oh, I love the the it's, the it's name of it. It's literally
1: what it was.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, <Wow>, that's fun. <laughs> well, don't worry. We're uh, we're announcing it right now on the podcast. Cresta and I are going to form a brand new podcast where we talk about wrestling nonstop. It'll be called Enter the Hell in the Cell.
1: Yes, let's do it. I don't want to enter the hell in a cell. I'm not trying to take a bump, but Uh, I mean.
0: (laughs) Metaphorically. Parentheses metaphorically. (laughs) Well, that's okay that we sometimes uh, diverge on the topics of uh, of magic and such. Uh, That's one of the great uh, reasons I think people should tune into these podcasts because it's not just magic completely. You know, we do a bunch of other things. But I have one more. Uh, one more secret thing that I had not revealed to Cresta yet. This will be another reaction, perhaps. I don't know if you had seen this before yet. but I'm, I'm gonna excited. S- I'm going to send you one more thing. This is a real thing. This is a real Wizards of the Coast thing. Let me preface it. It is a real thing. It is for charity. But I'm going to send you something right now that was just announced.
1: All right. One moment, please. Processing your request. These are so cute. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. These are my little party. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs>
0: ponies the galloping was recently announced as a charity event buying this as a set of three cards uh goes off to help a, a charity which i'm blanking at the moment but you can see here that these are silver bordered magic cards which are you know they're not standard legal oh what a shame uh or what a surprise i mean but you can get nightmare moon princess twilight sparkle and rarity as real life magic cards
1: not gonna hold you i've never watched any my little pony and i think the last time i watched my little pony was in the 80s when i was a child
0: yeah <laughs> i've never seen the modern ones either but i know that they that they're popular and so here it's combining two fandoms in one for a good cause
1: hey i'm with it this nightmare moon is super cute and it has a flip where you see princess luna on the other side the artwork is really good yeah i'm kind of upset that these aren't cards though like the these are all beautiful cards
0: they are physical cards, yeah. You you can get them physically. They just they're not, you know. You can't play them right now on Arena in Throne of Eldraine and that sort of thing. You you can play them in real life if your play group says they're good. But uh, yeah, that'd be kind of really interesting to be able to play these cards. And if you look at some of the flavor text, like they're so not flavor text, but the actual. If you look at the rules text, like okay, Princess Twilight Sparkle. Other alicorns, horses, pegasi, ponies, and unicorns you control get plus one plus one. That can work in a real deck. I have horses and peg and, and you know unicorns in decks. That that would work. And then if you pay all five mana, uh if you control Applejack, Fluttershy, Pinkie Pie, Rainbow Dash, and Rarity, every pony wins the game. <laughs> yeah.
1: Friendship is magic. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm looking at this. And this one, Rarity, it has me in stitches. It's like, reveal a My Little Pony toy you own until end of yeah. turn. Another target creature contains protection from a color that's that toy's coat, mane, and outfit. Yeah. I'm like, Mama, I don't want it. What if you don't own a My Little Pony toy? Does this, <laughs> does this card count? Do cards count as toys?
0: Mm-hmm. Does a picture of the pony that I had when I was little count?
1: I think that should count. I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then the flavor text on that one for Rarity. I simply cannot let crimes against fabulosity go uncorrected.
1: I'm calling them. (laughs) You're not a nice girl.
0: (laughs) And then the last little bit about that, if you notice on the little area where they've got the hologram to show it's authentic, Uh that's a little heart.
1: That is super, it's a really nice touch And I listen, anything that is Like for charity, where people are like Let's go back and forth on, I think That's great, I like collabs with People who try to make everything for the better Especially through the The love and joy of video games Like I always told myself that if I ever became Rich, anything like video Games and charity, I'm just dumping money yeah. Into it, because mm. it gets a lot of flack And I feel like people who enjoy video Games shouldn't feel like well, we can't do good because there's so many gamers and in general, we just do good. We're the best. Anyone yeah. who tells you differently is a liar.
0: Yeah, the community definitely comes together. That, that is the operative word there, community. It's not just people in isolation in the basement playing games. Uh, there is a lot of people that even if they're not seeing each other physically, they're friends or they know each other online and people come together when it's uh, when the time comes.
1: I feel like you hit the nose on the head right there because people who think that as you're an adult and you play games, especially hardcore games like Magic, would, in my opinion, would be seen as a hardcore game or D&D or even World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, you must live in the basement. You're alone. like people. We, we're people. We do stuff, you yeah. know, like we're not just this archetype of what you think. And you've seen on movies during the 90s. Like, get a grip. Grow up. Yeah, cool. yeah
0: definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think as more people hear that. I think then people believe it, and because it's true, so I totally agree. Well, as we wind down any final thoughts on anything magic related,
1: I am gonna say this entire podcast all you have made me want to do is play magic, and I cannot stand you because of' not. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I've built a whole deck here, um listening to you, and I'm gonna build another black deck and another blue deck because why I'm not a nice girl. <laughs>
0: Well, it's been a big turn of events from your first uh, visits to the podcast. And now you've you've gone over to the dark side, also known as the right side.
1: I feel like I just lean into it. Because, you know, it's funny. Me and my boyfriend ended up teaching someone else magic. And Mm -hmm. now I'm mentoring that person. I'm like, how did this happen? You know, when you start playing, you can recognize what you used to do in the beginning that messed you up, that you can tell other people. Like my friend who's just learning a problem I had is the same problem that he has read the card. Like (laughs) if I can give any knowledge, any gem to any new player is read the card card if you're not sure read it again because at the end of the day you could do something where it's like a set a savage buy or this is cost less less to give what if you put it on a one one creature sometimes you read it as it gives you a one one so you think that's the case and that's not what happens and then you fight another creature and then that creature dies because you've got less health than it
0: Mm mm-hmm the cool thing is that depending on your environment, if you're if you're yeah, Friday Night Magic or at a tournament, okay, yeah, you better know your stuff. But most people are not playing at that level, and that's fine. Most people are playing with friends. And a lot of times it's like, oh, I made a little mistake, can I take it back? Most people would be like, Yeah, sure. Go ahead and do uh-huh. it again. Especially if you're starting off, you you want them to have a good time. You don't want to be a rule stickler, because if you're following every single rule, you know you're gonna be you're gonna be paralyzed with what to do. So giving people a chance mentoring someone else because then, like you said you see what you used to do and Uh if you can explain the game and the mechanics to other people you then start to understand it better yourself and then that other person gets into playing and then more people play more magic is more good see there we go i got to it
1: yeah you got to it you brought you brought it in there it's on brand it's on brand (laughs) yeah
0: so i guess that's uh, that's been our magic chat at the moment unless you want me to send you one more secretly announced thing
1: yes yes god
0: okay here's the final one i swear this time this is too many of these uh steve jobs one more thing things but here's the last hey
1: listen i like video games i like magic the gathering so one more thing for magic the gathering i'm with it announcing unsanctioned the pre-constructed silver-bordered experience coming february 29th 2020. oh next year's a leap year look at god unsanctioned contains five combinable 30 silver bordered decks for wacky unfun oh god
0: <laughs> so basically it's the next iteration of those unsets there was unstable with all those wacky fun cards and now they've announced that they're gonna have unsanctioned on a leap day next year and this is gonna be if you scroll down it's gonna be more wacky squirrel versus goblin action in with a big old rooster um uh refereeing it all it's it's a new unset full of weird wacky cards. That's that's coming next is year. Is that
1: what it is? I've never played any of the unsets before, so you're gonna have to educate me just a tad bit here. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. So it's just like different creatures, or it's just like stuff that breaks the the normal confines of what they would make creatures.
0: Exactly. It's it breaks everything. It's these unsets, there's been three of them throughout the years. The last one came out maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, and it was basically a uh it breaks all the rules you have a lot of dice rolling you have a lot of randomness you have wacky creatures let me send you right over here for example there is a there is a creature in unstable the last one called adorable kitten and basically that kitten uh you roll a die and you you roll one die and you gain life based on the 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 die roll so there's a lot of like weird fun creatures die rolling you can go have your friend help you your friend that doesn't know anything about magic there's a card in here that you cast the spell and you have your friend come and help you to uh to have the mill one of their cards off of their hand
1: this is uh pretty cool is this the thing that you sent me is this all the undeck? deck
0: this is the last set yeah unstable uh there's been previously what was there unglued unhinged and this is unstable yep it came out what does it say december 2017 and it's not on arena because it's too weird but this is uh yeah this set like there's what what i see here uh rules lawyer so this is i don't know some sort of card that like totally breaks the game because it it's like a, a huge wall of text
1: i'm looking at it this is this is wild
0: yeah, so it's like a okay. Here's one, blurry Beeble. This has this is a one-one that's unblockable. Now, this creature can be blocked only if defending player was wearing glasses when it was cast. That's silly. Right?
1: That's funny. This is this is really funny.
0: This is like the funny set. Uh, Eldraine has kind of gone a little bit towards it with the, with like the card out muscle and such because Magic's uh-huh. Magic's fun like all aspects of Magic are fun. But when we were last on the podcast, we were talking about War of the Spark and Nicol Bolas is killing everyone and Planeswalkers are dying and everything and it was you know it was it was a serious set and all of that. And with Eldraine, they've got gingerbread people and they've got bacon to a pie and they've got bears getting uh, wrestled and all of that. So I kind of like that they. Are trying something funny because this set right here this um unstable set is not sanctioned for like like regular standard play you see how the borders are silver compared to black and so you can only uh. play this with other decks that are also in unstable that are like you know unlegal sets
1: this is hilarious i am looking at this card that says very cryptic command <laughs> choose to switch targets power and toughness until end of turn okay Target creature can't be blocked. This can't be blocked this turn. Okay, I'm like, okay, that's not bad. That. And then we get draw a card. If that card's art was by Wayne England, you may reveal it and draw another card. Assemble a contraption. Now, uh, uh, from the cards that I read up here before, you can have it where artifacts can be considered contraptions, but contraptions are completely different. This is hilarious. Yes. I'm here for every moment of this.
0: Yeah. If you scroll a little bit lower in black, you'll see extremely slow zombie. Mm-hmm. And the joke about that is it's got four different arts. Also, this set does different, different versions of the art. So the extremely slow zombie, you see it in like the spring, and then the fall, then the winter, then the then the summer. You see how like it's evolving. Yeah. <laughs> and then the flavor text also spreads out through the four cards. He starts saying brains, you know, in all of the I four cards. I just
1: noticed cards. that. That's hilarious.
0: And then. What? The final thing about it is it has this brand new mechanic, last strike. This creature deals combat damage after creatures without last strike. So someone's going to do regular damage, and if they've got first strike, okay. But this creature does its three three damage after all of the other damage has been done because it's an extremely slow zombie.
1: That is super hilarious. I'm looking at this finders keepers card. This card looks interesting too. It says destroy target creature, then assemble a contraption. Put the top card of your contraption deck face up onto one of your sprockets what the (laughs) i'm sorry i keep swearing like what is a sprocket the sneak code clearly permits looting corpses for parts that just meant eight mama i don't even know what that means (laughs) mama
0: (laughs) this set is is a funny set but it has some complexity it's got this new stuff what's it, a contraption what's a sprocket what i'm rolling dice i'm ha- I'm having my best friend high five me to get for a strike it's like yeah. all of this weird stuff so it's a completely different realm it's completely wacky i don't think it's ever coming to arena unfortunately but this is definitely a party game that you play with your friends and i've played you it in real totally life come
1: to arena oh no you're right if you gotta high five someone that's not gonna work
0: I don't know. I I'd I'd love, I'd love to get a high-fi from Liliana herself on Arena. That'd be cool.
1: <laughs> She'd probably trick you and take your soul, so yeah.
0: <laughs> make me part of her undead army.
1: Pretty much. Like she tried it with Nico Boldus. You you ain't got a chance. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I just wanted to show that at the end of the Podcast right here where they announced you liked Unstable. Here's a brand new unset. You never heard of Unstable? Here's a brand new set coming next year on Leap Day, a day that you will that you will have to wait again four more years for it to happen.
1: This is wild. I'm down in green. I'm you listen, you've put me down the rabbit hole, and now my whole day is ruined. I had things to do, but now I'm gonna be looking at cards. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. Same here. That laundry's not gonna do itself.
1: Pretty much.
0: <laughs> Let's see one more here. Oh, okay. In green, really epic punch. And you see there's our friendly bear, and he's punching a dragon or something. Totally taking him out.
1: (laughs) I didn't even get to that part yet. I was stuck on Hydra Doodle. (laughs) (laughs) Why does this monkey have spider legs? Which one is that? Why does this praying man... It's... (laughs) I can't find what you're telling me to look for, but I saw another wrestling card that says Slaying Mantis, where oh, he's doing man. like an elbow drop off the top rope yeah. onto these three little goblins and this really epic punch. I see it in Mama, this is garbage. <laughs> 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 I have a question. So some of these some of these cards have half of a creature on it and it says Ogna. Reveal mm-hmm. this card from your hand, combined with target host, augment only as a sorcery. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming these things are like half, or like you see this half squirrel, half whatever, you could add the augment of half squirrel, half multi-headed, and that would be a thing?
0: Yeah, basically. So exactly, I'm seeing half squirrel right there. So you cannot cast half squirrel until you have a host. This is the augment half of it, the left side. And if you do see, for example, Mother Kangaroo, if you scroll a little down, Mother Kangaroo is the right half. So you have to first cast Mother Kangaroo, um, and then later you can cast the half squirrel. So then you will get a half squirrel, half kangaroo. And what's happening is you're combining the left half of the card with the right half. So Mother Kangaroo, by herself, it says, when this creature enters the battlefield, roll a six-sided die, put a number of one ones on this creature equal to the result. Okay, so the kangaroo herself, I roll a die, I get six, she becomes a seven, seven. Okay, later on, I can cast the half squirrel onto the kangaroo, and now that will say, uh, whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield, dot, 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 roll a six-sided die and put a number of plus ones on it.
1: Oh, look at God, this is broke.
0: Yes, that's a vicious mother kangaroo plus a squirrel.
1: Now it makes more sense. So I see things like Eager Beaver. Oh, I want to play this. I want to play this. This looks like a lot of fun. Stupid fun. Yeah. But a lot of fun.
0: That can often be the best kind of fun. You know, you're having fun with these weird crocodiles and yeah, that slaying mantis. Oh, he's just, he's got the like the luchador style of uh, wrestling. Mask.
1: Yeah, he's like. He's giving you very Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> like, I'm about to beat you up yeah. <laughs> off the top rope. Yeah. And the flavor text for these are also comedy. Some of these are just long as hell, and I'm not reading all of them. <laughs> I'm on Urza. Head to AskUrza.com and click plus one. Head to Urza.com and click minus one. Head to AskUrza.com and click minus two. Mama, that's garbage. <laughs>
0: Exactly. I, I cast that spell. Whoops, I, I got to go to the website and the website will tell me how, how to beat you.
1: This is pretty cool, though. I I do like this. If this is what un is going to be, why this thing says BB gun and it's a dolphin beaver badger shooting out bees out of a gun? What? Oh, this is a contraption. Okay, now this makes sense. You've ruined my life. That's all I'm going to do. All- thing.
0: <laughs> You're going to immerse yourself in Unstable and get together some friends and play this and have a good old time instead of being, you know, doing chores.
1: That's a whole fact. I do have a question for you. Yeah. Ooh, the tables have turned. Mm-hmm. Can you still use the land cards? Cause these land cards are actually pretty beautiful and in modern since they're just lands.
0: Yes, notice how every other card is uh, silver bordered. Lands are the mm-hmm. special case cause lands are lands. And yeah, mm-hmm. these full art lands, swamps the swamp looks nice i think the island I, they're all beautiful like i can't even decide i look at one and i like one and i look at another and i like it also but these lands are beautiful and you can definitely use them in modern and real magic and uh and any kind of form of magic they don't have to be only in an unstable kind of uh deck it can be in a regular magic deck
1: yeah the land is beautiful this artwork is very it get, does remind me of eldraine whatever They remind me of that it's very like fanciful crazy more like more like mousetrap but still that same fanciful artwork like this is supposed to be fun but in reality it is not fun
0: yeah there's something underneath it
1: exactly
0: so after i ruined your life here we've um we've got to i guess back get back on track and wind down the podcast Uh, we've already been recording over an hour And I know people will love to hear our opinions on all of these things because, of course, they're listening to a podcast about magic, so they're going to get magic stuff. And if they also happen to like wrestling, they're going to get wrestling stuff. So best of both worlds. So one more time, Cresta, where can people find you and come hang out with you and check your stuff out?
1: If you guys like wrestling, mainly wrestling, you can follow my Instagram, my Facebook, my YouTube. Well, not so much my YouTube. That is a ghost town. But my Twitter, my Instagram, my Snapchat, all of those things. I, pl- I talk about video games and wrestling, but mostly wrestling for the time being. But mm. I'm always down in the chat. You can find me at Cresta Star and at R. if you're a pirate. And yeah, come say hi.
0: I'll put those links in the notes and get some traffic for you there. As for myself, I'm over on Twitter, twitter.com slash I tweet stuff uh, mostly about magic and comic books and anything that uh, is fun. You'll see pictures of my cat there. Um, I'm on uh, YouTube and Twitch. I stream magic on Saturdays, 11pm Pacific Time. You can go. You can just search VM Campos, and I'll be there, simul streaming at the same time. I have advanced technology that lets me do that somehow. And I'm on Patreon, Patreon.com/VMCampos. If people just follow a plain old free follow on Patreon, they'll be able to keep up to date with what I've got going on on my various platforms. Once again, Cresta, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I always have a good time.
0: This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena.